Hello, hello. I am so excited to um, have, oops. I'm so excited to have our Behind the Brush series again today and have an amazing guest on with us. Every time is amazing, but we have a really great guest on today. Thank you, MBAs, for joining us, our most valuable artists who value protecting themselves, their clients, and their kit. So I'll just wait a few minutes um, to see all of our... Um, viewers jump on. And so those of you who don't know what Behind the Brush is, this is a series where we talk to established artists in the makeup and cosmetic industries and gain insight on who they are behind the brush and also uh, their perspective on sanitation. So today we have Erin Kruger-Makesh joining us. So super pumped to talk to her and excited to hear all about who she really is behind the brush um, and her viewpoint on sanitation. She is certified with us, so yay for that. Um, and so I, let's see, we're going to... this right i swear i just wish instagram let us do this on, on our hi hi how are you good how are you i finally got it together and realized that there's a time change that you wanted me to oh no worries i didn't even mention that we didn't even oh talk my about god it. i am so stupid though but um yeah here i am i made it <laughs> we're so grateful we know that you're busy and you're back to work and i said to jen i will guarantee you it's the time change because i've done that oh, yeah. uh, every webinar every conference uh, if they're not in my time zone, I somehow have screwed it up. So I said that to Jen, I'll guarantee. Oh my God. I was all ready to go. I was all glammed up and I was like, oh my God, I screwed that up. Um, but I'm so happy to be here today. So thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so sorry that happened because I know how that feels. I definitely ran to my bathroom, got fixed up, locked myself in the closet. So I know how much work it is. So I apologize that that no. happened. And thank you for giving us not more time. Um, with you. We're so grateful. So a little bit about Erin, if I can brag about you. And I made notes over here. So if you see me going like this, I'm not a professional okay. actress. Um, but you have over 30 years of experience in television and film yes. and are very diversified, is my understanding, in beauty, makeup effects, and design. That was something I was not aware of. Yes. And so your credits cover a wide range of productions. And you started in L.A., which is you know, every makeup artist dream just about. Yes. So, um, and we'll get to know where you came from when we ask you our behind the brush series questions. Okay. Um, but anyways, you won eight Emmys, seven for makeup and one for producing. Yes. That's amazing. It is. I'm, just, I'm very, I'm still, I'm still blown away by it. So I'm, I'm thrilled and honored to have been um, awarded those. So yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm still thrilled. Every time I see them, I, I'm very honored. That's awesome. Well, we know you're humble and an amazing person anyways, but well-deserving of those. And 10 Artesian Artisan Awards. Artisan Awards, yes. Yeah. Um, and 35 Emmy nominations for Outstanding Makeup, Prosthetic, and Non-Prosthetic, right? Yes. That's amazing. Anyone who is not following uh, the makeup tag at the makeup tag needs to, because this is quite 
the uh, portfolio here. Uh, amazing stuff. And so you're the department head of FX's anthology, uh, American Horror Story. So I can't wait to, sorry, that was my phone. I can't wait to um, watch this because they are such huge fans of yours. They, are, oh. they got hooked with American Horror Story. So super yeah, excited it's, a, to... it's exciting we haven't started back shooting yet but that we should be doing i think we're going to be doing that in, in october if i if yeah. if everything goes goes well so yeah seems to be going well so far yeah amazing so so those of you who are not following erin need to follow erin because she has amazing talent and amazing industry insight and i'm honored to be here with her today on behind the brush series well, I'm happy to be here too. So thank you. Um, so Erin, tell us who are you behind the brush? Who is Erin? Um, oh gosh. Well, I am a you know, I'm I think I'm basically a, I'm still a real big monster um and makeup nerd. Um I always have been and um I think it still fuels my um uh, my love of my job and um that I, you know, I think it's actually closer to, I think, I think this month is actually 34 years I've been doing this. So um, I still love it uh, so much. I'm still really passionate about it. And um, I, I think that that's where, that's the basis of what my background is, is that I, I've loved it since I was a little kid. I started doing makeups on myself when I was about seven and um you know, real, obviously really corny makeups, but, um, but I just thought they were, I just was so excited about transformation and everything. So, um, I eventually was able to pursue what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't know it was a job for a long time until, um, you know, I, I got to grow up in the heyday of the, like the beginning of a lot of the makeup effects, uh, uh, film world, which was like 1981, 82, 83, um, with American Horror Story, I mean, American Horror Story, American World from London, um, The Thing, and um, hold on one second. Will you go get, the, our, my cats are fighting in the background and it's like <laughs> such crazy noise. It's like, they always do that. Every time I do anything on, um, on Zoom or on IG Live, they hear me talking to people and then they come out and fight. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> That's just I'm like a total cat mom too. Thing. Um, so yeah, I, I grew up here in Agora in um, Southern California and it's still, I mean, it was still like, you know, 40 minutes away from the action and it might as well have been Mars. I hadn't even driven, you know, a couple miles in either direction at that time. So, um, and I started out in makeup effects and I got a job from John Beekler when I was 18 and I've been working ever since and I still love it. I'm, I'm married to an incredibly talented artist, um, Mike McCash and he and I work together um, most of the time on American Horror Story and we do we do jobs separately but we work together a lot and uh, we really enjoy um, we really enjoy working and doing what we do so that's kind of my background <laughs> yeah well that's uh, I mean just great insight a lot of times uh, people don't really know who we are behind our career or our title or our Emmys so it's I think it's just great insight and so did you meet your husband on set I'm curious I did. I was doing a job called Alpha Dog. It was a film uh, that uh, Nick Cassavetes directed in 2004. And um, I had called Christian Tinsley, who did, does a ton of amazing um, tattoo transfers and 3D transfers. And 
um, he had done a few things for me before and um, Mike worked for him. And so he ended up coming and doing, um, I hadn't met him before though. So I um, ended up having him come to set. He designed all the tattoos for me and um, we just worked really well together and we became friends and then we went out and then that was it. <laughs> so we've been together for 16 years. Wow. And, um, married for 12 years. And uh, we live in Burbank and we, we still enjoy each other's company even after all this isolation and being together this long. So yeah, we still, we still have a lot of fun together and we love to travel and um, when we're able to. And um, we enjoy um, just hanging out and having fun with our friends. So yeah, and I'm sure being creative, being that yeah. both of you are in that realm. We do a lot of stuff at home. Well, we have been, especially in the isolation. We work a lot on our house. We love our house. And um, he sculpts a lot. And I do little projects here and there. I like to do little crafty things. And um, I've been, we both were part of the, um, the, uh, the mentor project. And we had uh, mentees over this isolation, which was an eight-week program. And we really enjoyed that. So we did a little bit of sculpting through that. I did some sculpting as well. And um, that was a great project that, um, that Debbie Zoller created. And um, we also, I've been taking, obviously we took the, the sanitation course. I've taken a bunch of courses online during yeah. isolation to keep on top of stuff. So um, I think that really helped a lot. Um, the, just, just getting, being able to see that um, as a makeup artist, we already do a lot of sanitation anyways. And this is kind of stepping up our game a little bit, you know, and just like, making sure that we are doing the best job that we can as uh, with our actors and in our trailer. And I just think it really helped to uh, alleviate a little bit of the stress um, that we have going back to, cause it is a lot of unknowns. There's a lot that's, that's going on. So we've been working a lot with, with that Mike, um, Mike uh, headed up a, a video recently and we ended up going and doing that. And uh, that was like about a three or a four day job. And so that, um, just we work together on that and you just kind of have to be a great team um, with, with who you're working with to make sure that everything is safe. And but we've done, we've done all these courses and um, yeah. we've really enjoyed it. It's really important, I think, to take these classes. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, one of my questions is, what was your stand on sanitation before COVID? Because obviously COVID has made everyone aware right? And, and mm -hmm. brought it to the forefront. It's like on everybody's mind, whether it's in a work capacity or just protecting yourself. So what was your stand before? Because I know in, on sets and behind the scenes, things can get tricky and not everybody practices the same level. There wasn't a huge right. accountability, right? There wasn't any, uh, you know, when you go into the union, I know prior to this, there wasn't any um, kind of testing or training no. that was specific to sanitation standards. So tell me where your sanitation uh, perspective was and how you felt about it before COVID. Um, you know, I think a lot of it was that we were still doing, I mean, I personally was doing where, you know, your each actor had their own set, separate set of brushes that were washed every day. Um, you always set up and cleaned your station in between each, each actor. Um, I don't think we were doing as much like a COVID wipe down as we were maybe a wet one or like just spraying it down with some alcohol or something. <clears throat> and then each actor always has had their own bag. I knew that that was like a big thing that producers and with the white page the white paper that came out which is like kind of an industry standard of what we should be doing um it said you know each actor should have their own bag well that's always been the case so mm -hmm. 
there are a lot of things that each actor had their own makeup. There wasn't any kind of shared makeup. There never was any kind of shared makeup for um, when you're department heading or when you're running a show. A lot of times that people have, um, have to use the same palettes when you're day playing and you're in a background situation. So we've learned to, um, you know, remove a little bit of makeup out of the palette and use it off of maybe a, a cotton pad or something. But, um, and that's, that was a great thing, you know, that you guys showed w with your class, <clears throat> how to do that. And I think, but a lot of it was that, you know, always using hand sanitizer anyways, we've stepped that up a lot, but still yeah. using hand sanitizer a lot, always washing your hands all the time. Um, everybody has, you know, they're each, each person has their own mascara, obviously. Um, no one's sharing that kind of thing. I know that there are people that maybe aren't as clean as some people, but I know my teams are, are very clean. So I think the bigger part that we had that was harder for us to do is that you have to wear uh, masks and, um, and shields all the time. And it kind of differentiates between shows if you're going to wear a gown or, or they, don't, they say we don't have to wear gloves because we're always washing our hands. I think that they initially thought that we touched people's faces more than we do, um, where we're really just using brushes and maybe using a sponge to do something on someone's face. But um, there are, we've definitely had to step it up for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and the cleaning and wiping down of the chair and wiping down of, you know, using your, if you're sharpening a pencil, you're putting the pencil sharpener in, uh, you know, some 70% alcohol to let that sit for a while. Like those kind of things. I, when I first, the first job I went back on, I was describing it as like, I had one foot nailed to the ground and I was going in circles. And every time I'd come around, I'd just use hand sanitizer. Like I, I kind of was like, how do I do this? Like it took me like two days to kind of get in the groove where I was like, oh, I definitely need to take a break and take all my gear off and have something to eat because I wasn't doing that enough. I wasn't drinking water enough. So those are the kind of things I think that we have had to learn to do as opposed to our cleaning our stations is kind of like, yeah, 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 I get it. We have to pump that up and we have to follow something that's a little bit more stringent. Mm -hmm. And, um, but that, that part, that part of it wasn't really as much of a challenge as, as you get into a groove with that. I think more of it was, being, having some self-care and making sure that you're going to the restroom and drinking your water and, and, you know, staying out. We were working in this like 105 degree weather outside and it was so hot and we were drinking a lot of, you know, electrolytes, but we had to remember to do that. So things that are second nature to us normally, you really have to concentrate on, which makes it a lot more tiring. So yeah, well, anytime you throw something new right into the mix, yeah. it's emotionally draining because you're cr trying to strategize. I could see why you're, you're exhausted, whether you did physical labor or not, just thinking right. about how this is all going to come together. I could absolutely see that. So uh, you told us a lot about the changes. I know that um, earlier I had a webinar and we were talking about um, behind the scenes, uh, it, while there's all these great protocols, it still seems like a time crunch. Do you feel super anxious now? Um, and I think you're, you're saying that a little bit in, in making sure you have self-care to, you know, stay compliant with new sanitation protocols, but also make sure you stay on time and you're not slowing down production. Is there a lot of pressure there? So far, we haven't had too much of an issue with that because um, they've really been good about padding our time. Normally on a union show, you get 18 minutes of setup time, which is, it's on a, um, it's always done through um, military time. 
So it's in six minute increments. So we get 18 minutes instead of time. So now they've given us uh, both times when we worked, they give us an hour initially on the first day. And then after that, we got a half an hour of setup time. So, it, and then they give us about 15 minutes, 18 minutes in between. I think they got it down to 12 minutes in between. Cause it, after a while you get into a, into a groove that you can go a little bit faster to yes. your stations. So I think they were giving us 12 minutes. Um, and initially it was taking me about, about 15 minutes to do it. And then I kind of got it down to about four or five minutes. Yeah. And, uh, depending on the wipes that you have or the spray that you have, sometimes that will, um, you, it can speed up the, the process a little bit. Um, yeah. The electrolyzed water obviously takes a little longer. It takes about 10 minutes to, to work. Um, but there are great, the COVID wipes are great. Um, and you just kind of get into a groove and it's not so much of, they, they've been giving us enough time. And there, there was one point where they said there was an actor that needed to be on set a little bit quicker. And they said, um, can you guys, you know, can you, can you cut the time? And I, I said, we're not negotiating anymore. We don't do that anymore. We don't negotiate like getting people. We can't double team. There's no way to do that quicker. Everyone has their time. And then there's also an issue with before, you know, four people, four different departments would go into an actor to do last looks where it was, you know, makeup, um, hair, costumes, and sound would all kind of converge on an actor and everything would get done in two minutes. Yeah. Well, now each person has to wait in line six feet apart and each have their two minutes. So it's an eight minute process now to get people on set. Yeah. So that was a big change. And, you know, uh, the ADs are used to their old ways of hurry, 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 where it's like we have to, we now have to take the time and it's like, oh yeah, that's right. So everyone's learning, you know, each department is learning how to do this. And I love that you took a stance though. You were like, I'm not compromising oh, no. what, no. you know, the health and safety of myself, my clients, right. my, my colleagues. I love yeah. that you took a stance because that's hard, right? I, I mean, I, I feel like for years, nobody said anything about what was happening in the industry. If somebody was doing something that was not very sanitary, you just kind of look the other way. I know, um, you know, we've had this a lot with veteran artists and watching them online and, and no one wants to be the one to call them out like, okay, we can no longer use the back of our hand or we can't, you know, it, it's very, very, a very slippery slope to be in because you don't want to be the guy that everybody hates. Um, but you also are taking a vow and the responsibility of protecting yourself and your client. And I feel like at the very least with all these, all this craziness, craziness with COVID, we are in a place where we're more comfortable taking a stance like right. you, know, you did. Yeah. And not compromising. Well, you can definitely lean on, uh, there's a lot to be said uh, for some of the benefits of, of this situation where you can have a little bit better boundaries um, and saying, um, no, we can't do that because it's not safe. So yeah. uh, you can lean a little bit more on that, which gives you a little bit more elbow room with um, having enough time to do what you need to do. Um, you know, I, I'm, I am the biggest guilty person of putting makeup on the back of my hand. I'm just like, I've always done that. Mm -hmm. um, and I've had to really change that up. And I just learned to just have a, have like a wax palette, you know, like a small, I had mm -hmm. wax palettes cut like really small, like that size. And I just hold it in my hand now. I also found that there's these strips that you can put on the back of yes. your hand. <laughs> We've used those. Yeah. So those are really cool too. Um, 
I don't know if they'll have an issue eventually with how dry your hands are from all the cleaning. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, with having a sticker on the back of your hand, I'm not sure. But um, I'm trying every possible thing to feel what feels comfortable to me. <clears throat> There's no set way of doing something as long as it stays within the parameters, which is right. a mask, a shield, washing your hands. Um, the COVID specialist that we had on set for finishing the movie The Prom, which I started in December of 2019 and finished in March. And then we had one week left because they cut us off right during the, uh, right when the COVID started here in Los Angeles. So we had like five days left of shooting, which is what we finished in the end of July, um, uh, beginning of August, I think. Um, and uh, our COVID specialists were from John, Johns Hopkins um, University, our hospital. And they have specialized in SARS and Ebola, and now we're working on COVID. And they initially wanted us to wear plastic gowns, but then also said that if we wanted to buy our own smocks and wash them, that that, that was fine too. So there was all these little things, like we kind of would talk to them about how we worked. We did makeup on our specialists so that they could see how much we were touching. And they realized that we didn't need to wear gloves as long as we were washing. So there's like, he, they also said like every week things are gonna change. Like yeah. we learn more about the, um, about the virus every single week. And so a lot of our equipment will change, but we started wearing these, these like smocks that we put in a Ziploc bag, zipped it up and then took it home and washed it immediately threw it in the washing machine and um, brought, wore a different smock for each actor. Yeah. And that worked so much better than wearing plastic because plastic is so sweaty. Yeah. So I'm and sure I, that really was confusing to me because, you know, we've obviously worked with health officials developing our program and it just didn't make any sense as far. I mean, I guess, you know, if you're coughing or or something, but it has to have droplets. So I couldn't understand why everyone's clothing needed to be protected. And I really felt for all the union artists because I saw pictures and I was like, they look like an alien, like with all this stuff on. How could you possibly work? I know either dehydrating, sweating, you know, to having some kind of claustrophobia with all this stuff on. So it's amazing that you guys are getting through this. I think that um, from what I understand is the, they go off of, um, you know, what doctors wear basically of, of keeping themselves clean during surgery. So they're kind that's where their, that's where their levels start. So a lot of doctors aren't wearing, you know, like a t-shirt or something. They're wearing button-up clothes, a button-up shirt or something. And they said a lot of it is the buttons. They want you to cover your buttons because that's where a lot of things will stick is on the plastic. Right. So um, that was one of the things. So we're just kind of going off doing that for right now. And uh, we yeah. feel very like, J like Jack Pierce, you know, when we do our, um, <laughs> like we're like old very old school uh, professional makeup people when we wear these uh, kind of white wrap smocks. But um, I don't mind. I don't mind doing that for now. And yeah. um, I don't really mind wearing the mask. Um, the N95s can be a little rough in the heat, um, but I don't really mind wearing them. Um, I find that I'm not holding my breath when I'm doing eyeliner anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have to worry as much about, um, I mean, I'm still concentrating on, you know, having a mint in or like chewing gum or something, but I don't, I'm not as quite as worried about, about breathing in someone's face or, um, I've been around so many actors that have had, that have been sick 
and I've, I have a pretty good immune system, I think, because I've never, I don't really catch any of their colds, but it is kind of nice for them to know that I'm not breathing on them. Um, so I don't really mind the mask that much. It's a little rough with the shield because of the glare that you can get um, in this way. And then also from the lights. So in fogging up your glasses and it just goes on and on, but you just kind of figure it out. It's you sometimes I always tell people just take a break if you need to, you know, if you need to take five minutes to just to take a break, like that's kind of, everyone's kind of understanding of, yeah. of this, this new world we're working in. Do you think some of those things will stick and you'll adapt to those like the mask wearing or, or do you think Maybe. when they say, Hey, you don't have to wear a mask anymore and you don't have to wear a face shield and you don't have to wear a smock. Will you do away with those? Or do you think this has forever changed how you view sanitation? Well, I think we're going to be wearing that stuff for a while. Number one, I think it's going to be longer than just six months or something. I think it's probably going to be, you know, at least a year, maybe longer that we're going to be wearing that stuff. Even after they find a vaccine, I think they're probably going to, we're probably still going to be wearing it. So um, I don't know. The mask thing's kind of nice uh, in a way. I'm not sure. I'm not a big fan of the shield. I think I'd rather wear goggles or something than, yeah. than wear the shield. That's I, I think the biggest thing. And I don't, I've always kind of, if I do prosthetics, I usually wear a, 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 an apron anyways, just because it can get really messy. Um, so I usually wear an apron. Um, so that's not that big of a change for me. Um, the plastic ones were a little bit rough, but, yeah. but the smock one doesn't seem to be too bad. And um, I'm really glad we don't have to wear gloves. I know that if an actor wanted me to, I would. I can, I can totally it doesn't make sense, though, the gloves. I mean, if you think about it, it's like, well, then you're just touching things with gloves on. I mean, I yeah, don't know exactly. how that's any more sanitary. That's crazy. I think so, it's, much more, it's much more conducive to cleanliness to, to know that your hands are... I think mean, uh, the gloves are a false sense of security. Like, it makes you think that yes. you're being clean, but then you're over there. I mean, I saw... <laughs> I was out somewhere, this lady had gloves on, and she... She... Uh, like did something and then like wiped your mouth or like wiped your eye or something with her gloves. I just was like, Oh my God. Like you have no idea what you're doing to yourself. Right. Like you've just touched everything. And then you like, Oh, so crazy. Yeah. So it really makes you, but the washing of the hands is great. My friend, um, my friend, Stephanie Fowler came up with this really great um, hand sanitizer that has moisturizing um, uh, like element to it. And it's all natural. It's fabulous, fabulous. And I've been using that, and it's it, that's helped my dry hands a lot. Oh, I think what what is do they have a product? Lauren? It's hands hands down hands yes, down. Yes, we have been connecting with them. Oh I yay! Love it. I actually, look at I have it in my, my. She made me my own my own scent, which I love is clove, and she's coming out with it for this. Fall. This is in my purse. Yay! Yes, I love it. I it, you, so you are good. so right, and I love the smell. I think I have lemongrass. I love the smell. But I, and my good. kids asked me for it, like when we get you know go to a restaurant or we go somewhere because my kids love to put their hands in their mouth, so they use it all the time because they love how it's not so it doesn't sting their hands. It's oh, soothing. I know. Yeah, it's amazing. So yeah, yeah the hand singing stuff is crazy. So crazy. Um. You get some little cut and you spray, you're like, huh. and then yes. but that one doesn't do it. It's just like, it just has a very nice, and it's a very uh, relaxing smell. And I like it a lot. Yeah. I like all the, I like all the smells. I don't love all the harsh chemicals we're having to use right, right now. So that's like yeah. really a relief when I get something like that. Yeah. So let me ask you, what did you find the most difficult 
uh, in getting back to work? Was it logistical? Was it, um, you know, you're having to change your application process? Was it working with colleagues? What was maybe the most difficult getting back to work? I think initially the first thing that I, that I noticed is as a boss that I felt incredibly responsible for everybody's safety. And um, I had a moment when the first day back after we had had all this prep and it was for Netflix and they're, they're, they've been very good to their employees. And, um, you know, we were tested once a week before we started and then we were tested right before and then we were tested right after. This was only like a five day project. So um, I know that going into it, they'll be, we'll be tested quite a bit more, but um, I just felt, you know, I felt responsible for everybody and everyone said, no, we feel very safe. So don't worry about that. But you just think this is a really big uh, responsibility to make sure that everybody is doing a good job, is staying safe, and they feel comfortable. And um, it felt like a lot of pressure. And then right when we got back and got into it, a couple days into it, it felt like you're into a routine. So it felt, it felt better. Um, yeah. We didn't really have any incidents of anyone having a, having a positive result from um, their testing. Um, as far as, you know, as a COVID positive uh, result. And so I'm not sure what we would do in that situation. I know some people have had that happen on their shows and um, they work very quickly to make sure that everybody is, um, is safe and yeah. they have to quarantine. So a lot, a lot of it is, um, sorry, my thing fell over. Um, a lot of it is, uh, making sure that everybody is, is safe. Um, I think the work part of it was pretty straightforward. Um, it's about, it's about being organized and it's about being flexible. Everybody has to be really flexible. I think that people that have, um, you know, f f they have, you have to be a little bit of a rule follower with this. So um, you have to have, you know, everything has to be, precise and clean and um, you have to do things in a certain order and make sure that you that you've been given enough time and I just think that there's so much that you have to get used to but you do get used to it it's not it's it might be scary initially and and each show is going to have different um, parameters of what is what they consider to be safe but it sounds like for the most part each show is doing a, a great job it just that each show is going to be a little different. So you have to be really flexible and, 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 and make sure that you're, you feel comfortable working too. Yeah. So, so we have a question. Uh, Adrian asked, testing integrals seem to vary on productions here in the UK. Say once a week, up to four times a week. How is it in LA? Similar? Is it Adrian Rigby? Hi, Adrian. He's one of my good friends. Um, so go. yeah, they, I think they're doing testing three times a week, um, here okay. it seems to be the industry standard. Okay. So, um, it's, um, but I know that like some people are taking, um, a, uh, one of a friend of mine that's day playing, um, is, was tested like seven times in five days because they're going on different shows and we haven't quite figured out the, you know, something like, oh, here's my test I had done. Yeah. You know, from this show, here's my thing. So you wouldn't have to have another test because each show wants their liability covered, you know? Yeah. Make sure that they've been tested, that, that their crew has been tested under their 
um, safety standards. They maybe that other show they feel like doesn't it doesn't work for the other show. I, I just, they say I haven't quite figured that out yet. So I think you're just going to get tested a whole bunch if you're out day playing. So so is there a disconnect between what the union wanted you to learn, or not a disconnect, but like this is separate what the union wanted you to learn versus what um, each production is having you do? Is that I think there. Yeah, the 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 um, our unions, our locals here, our union and our locals all have come up with a great, um, uh, you know, kind of an industry standard yes. blanket of what is safe and what is um, the way to, um, to the way to do things. So we keep referring back to that to mm -hmm. productions if something is lacking or something isn't isn't represented like, oh, we don't have, we need a hand washing station outside of our trailer, as opposed to there's only maybe one, one sink inside the trailer that you can wash and you don't want people walking constantly by you. Yeah. So um, you're an extra hand washing station outside the trailer. And most of the times the productions say, oh yeah, 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 we can get that. Like it, yeah. it's, it's kind of like everyone's just figuring it out. Yeah, and, sure. Um, you have to ask for what you feel is safe. You know, um, a friend of mine is starting a show and she asked for a pop-up tent with a table and chairs outside so that the makeup and hair team can go take a break if they need to or go, you know, eat their lunch if they wanted to or go have a snack or a moment to make a phone call. That was kind of a rest area, which is called a green zone. Um, and she wanted one in her base camp as yes. opposed to um, where you'd have to walk a really far away to go do that, something that was close by. And the production said, absolutely. So yeah, that's great. It's, yeah, it's about figuring it out. So I think a lot of it is, um, I think a lot of it is you have to be aware and be safe for your team yeah. and, yeah. and, and know, know that that's the way, um, that's what's best for everybody. Yeah. It's great to hear that everybody's, um, you know, supporting one another and, and not a disconnect. It seems like it. It um, seems like it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and hopefully that's, that stays that, that way, right? Um, so what piece of advice in, in, in um, being respectful of your time, what piece of advice would you leave the viewers with that you found the most helpful for getting back to work and preparing? Hmm. I see a lot of people doing a lot of decanting and like making things like really tiny. And I think that's great for day playing. I don't necessarily think you need to do so much of that for... Um, I'm not sure what the big, you know, push for decanting, how that came or depotting or anything, yeah. how, how that came about, because most of the stuff that you have your makeup in, your foundations in, et cetera, are already in a glass bottle with maybe a pump on it. So if you pump a little out and you clean the top off and put it back in, you, yeah, yeah, it's as opposed to having it in an open container, a plastic container, which isn't as clean as a glass container. So as a department head, I always have, you know, all the products in a drawer, in a bag or in a container in a drawer. So I kind of found that there is a few things that um, I'm, I'm going to do a big prep on my show when I start. So part of that is I, I feel like you, you don't need to get, you know, if you're, unless you're day playing all the time and you need to have a smaller kit, then you can definitely make some like depot or decant things for sure. Um, I think that, uh, the best part of advice is to be, to, to try and um, not get too stressed about it because you, you will have a lot of people like, how am I going to get the PPE? How am I going to get that? Well, 
they have to give you PPE um, to work. So you don't have to worry about that part. For the most part, you're going to be taken care of. But keep your eyes open. If something bothers you or feels unsafe, bring it to the attention of your boss. Or if you are the boss, bring it to the attention of production. Yeah. And um, a lot of it is getting comfortable with a new situation and we're really adaptable departments makeup and hair are very adaptable and we already do a lot of these practices already so um i think a lot of it is once you it, it i can tell you how it how it is for me when i work and the next person will tell you it's a completely different situation for them yeah so it's all about experience experience it for yourself and figuring out what works for you and try not to be too um, too worried about it because just like with any show, like every single show is different, no matter what show you go on, the boss is different. Um, you know, you're in, you know, you're in snow or you're in heat and each show requires a different responsibility. So it's kind of like that. You just yeah. have to kind of adapt to it. And, um, and it's, it is a little, it is hard in the beginning, but you do get used to it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You're absolutely gorgeous. I'm so lucky oh, to have you. you this time. Um, I, I'm just loving your look. I love the bangs. I just, I love oh, what you thank you. So thank you so much for your time. I am so uh, grateful that you are a supporter of Sanitation Conversation and that you've encouraged people to take our training and our our um, certification. It's so important. We did this way before COVID. We were trying to bring attention to sanitation. Uh, I remember. Before, yeah, way before, right? And so thank you for recognizing that and um, just continuing to support us because um, we appreciate it. And, and we're just trying to, you know, this is my way of giving back to the industry that's been so amazing to me. And I, I'm grateful to have people like you on board. So I love it. So I made my little, uh, I made my little certificate really small and put it on a badge so I can wear it on my, I love on that. my badges. And, um, a few people have done that and I, I like having it. I just made it really tiny. Like I, I, um, minimized it at the, at the copy store and put it in a little badge. And, um, I, I need to order though your little kit. I, that's what I want to order is your sanitation kit. Oh, well, we will so. send you one. Yeah. Uh, I'll have Jen, my, um, oh, great. operations manager get with you. We will send you one. We're happy to do that. And oh, hopefully thanks. it's helpful on set. And yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah. We're, we just keep plunging away like you do and, um, trying to keep everybody safe. Yeah. Once I get back to work, I'll order a bunch of them for everybody. So, um, uh, hopefully that'll be in the next six weeks or so, which will be good. Yes. Well, thank you for your amazing work and enduring all the PPE. Um, yes. Still being happy about it. I mean, that we're yes. so grateful. And I, I mean, we get to enjoy all your productions um, after the fact that you've put yourself through all that. So thank you so much. And to your team. Thank and you. Reach out if we can do anything for you and take care and be safe. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. Okay, Erin. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.